I'm enjoying my, my time in, uh, in, uh, in Tottenham, uh, and for sure, and... This uh, <laughs> man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. It go down. It go down. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. It go down. Hello, Chelsea friends. Welcome to another edition of the London is Calling podcast. I'm the hostess with the mostest, Carlito, and today we're going to bring you a special episode. It's going to be a transfer roundup, and I have. The regular fellow with me, my co-hostess with the most is Paulinho. How are we doing today, man? Carlito, a lot of headlines to run through, my man. Yeah, not not a, not a little amount, a lot amount, especially a lot of activity in the last forty-eight hours. A surprising amount from you, from uh, our former boy Frankie Lamps. So we're we're gonna get into that, but for now, we've got one of our regulars, the man with the BVB fandom, Jake. How are we doing? I don't, I'm doing great, guys. It's actually been some time since I've been on. Uh, I think the last time I was on was probably before I became a father, and now I'm a dad, and actually got a second one coming on the way here. So it's been uh, it's been a pretty busy, uh, I guess, pandemic for me. <laughs> Congrats on the sex. <laughs> Thank you. We've been, Apparently I guess, uh, two sexes. <laughs> hey, practice makes perfect, right? I, I mean, my man. That's He's a natural. Serious commitment. Two sexes. All right. Um, all right. We got a very disgruntled, disparaged, angry, and conflicted brother, man. We got the Shane. How are you, my, my dude? Arteta out. Oh. <laughs> more like Cronky out. Uh, all right, Paul. I'm going to let you handle the dossier. Let's get through the rundown, man. I, I want to talk about some of these, including Smelly from Delhi. That's right. All right, let's start off with Loser Pool. Quick to call themselves winner of this window with Luis Diaz and Fabio Carvalho. Oh, wait, Fabio didn't go through. Nope, just Luis. You hate to see it. You hate to see bad things happening to really shitty people. But you know what? Time will tell because everyone's question is Mo Salah leaving. So, so we'll see about that one. So Shane, we'll ask you first and then Jake. Is Mo Salah leaving in June? Definitely. I agree. Because because they, they, they're penny pension and he's trying to get his last good contract. I mean, not just his last contract. Like, this will be an enormous wage scale for him. True. But the, the reality is, though, he is a product of that system. Yes. He, he, he won't be that good anywhere else, so he needs to take that into consideration. He is still – he's a goal machine, though. I will give him that. The guy is uh, he's very efficient. I mean, I like the player a lot. He's, he's a beast. He's turned into quite a player. Do you think he's coming back home to Chelsea? Uh, uh, no, I, no. I think, I think he'll go to, like – PSG, actually, because I because Mbappe will get into that, but there's a reason that I say I think he'll go to PSG. Jake, do you think uh, Salah is staying home or leaving? Uh, I think he's leaving. Um, pretty much agree on the same aspect that this is he's looking for his last payday right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I to be honest, probably wouldn't be surprised to see him go um, 
to uh, Madrid or yeah. Barcelona. I yeah. agree. Spain. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come home either, though. To Chelsea? Yep. Yeah. We, you know our policy, though. I do. Because and you respect Say that again. Is it because no, I was quoting Remember the Titans? I, you know my policy, Gary. Yes, sir, and I respect it. <laughs> yeah, he he's getting on that better side of thirty. Right. Yeah, he is at the top of his game, though. I will give him that. Yeah. All right, Man City. They got their striker, River Plate prodigy Julian Alvarez. He's not going to join till the summer, though. Let's keep it moving. Everton, super Frank at the helm. We'll see if he can keep the club up. He's adding the likes of Donnie Van Der Beek and Delhi, the smelly man Ali. Woo woo! I mean, the storyline, it's intriguing to say the least. So, brother, you know all the midfielders they already have, as well as the plethora of talent that they have, you know. Not the least bit, Damari Gray, DLC, Yari Mina. These guys are all good players. Alexi Wobey. Alexi Wobey. Keeping it moving. Um, (laughs) The thing is is that they've never figured it out. And that may be – I was talking to Paul about this earlier today. He thinks it's injury-related. I think it's a lot of different things, number one being maybe not a collective ethos. Maybe they're uh-huh. just not on the same page. Maybe they don't know how to play together, but they are not without talent. The see the, the problem with them is they have too many attacking midfielders. Yep. Because all those players want to attack and nobody wants to defend or do dirty work. In addition to that, they don't have a true creative number 10. So like Gomez, you will be all of them are tidy on the ball, but they don't give you anything. They don't give you that cutting edge pass. They can't take him out of the dribble. So there's a lot of players who do the same things. The only player who stands out there is probably Richardson. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think Calvert Lewin's the best player, but Richardson is probably their most dangerous player. Uh, Calvert Lewin had like one good season. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of these Englishmen being overrated. Yeah, but all you need is one good season to all of a sudden jumpstart a career. Well, and he's young, and he's gotten better every season, so uh, it projects. Uh, I not agree. No, because like, if you the if you want to rate Englishmen, right, you got to rate Englishmen like Mason Mount, who actually won the Champions League and like did something, right? He's in a team in Chelsea where if he has a bad game, he's on the bench. For sure, players, pl- players like Calvin Lewin and those players, they play week in week out regardless, and they're not anything special. So, I I I, I don't normally give them all all that respect too soon because they, they they're not that good. Just like the the youngsters in Arsenal. They're, they're okay, but they're not that good. They're massively overrated. So, Jake, do you think Delhi and DVB will help them, you know, sustain a run in the Premier League next season, or do you think they're still going down? I think they're going down. I think this is actually a pretty kind of a desperate move for going for getting Frank, right? When they're, yeah. they're fourth right in the fourth to the bottom right now, so just outside of relegation. Um, and I, I just don't see Frank coming in at this time and, really saving this team. Um, I, I don't know, unless Frank's ready to coach in the NFL for a year, which probably would suit him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it it's a big ask from a guy who doesn't prioritize defense and uh, keeping clean sheets is not his forte in, in his previous managerial role. But let's just say, I mean, I think what Carlito was referencing, they have a good squad, like between Damari Gray, Richarlison, uh, DCL, then you Iwobi. have yeah, you got you got plenty of midfield options. Iwobi, Gomez, Beek, Gomez, Alan. Alan. He's a, he's a proper defensive center midfielder. I mean, you got you got some options. He just needs to. I mean, Benitez never got the chance to put all these players together this season, so I thought it was a little rough on him to get the boot so quickly. And then you bring in a guy who's a little bit pretty unexperienced compared to him. It's gonna I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but this dude, this also feels like when Liverpool brought back Kenny Dalgleish. Like it just feels like Rafa Benitez is ten years too late. And on top of that, this club of all the clubs to hire him, it just culturally is a bad taste. It's a bad taste. Uh, yeah, I just never thought that they were ever truly going to give him the opportunity. This is like you know Brian Clough getting hired by Leeds. You know, you're talking just, about you're talking about Benitez getting hired. Yeah, it's a Merseyside thing. I mean, it's just that the the culture war between those two clubs. It's just such a strange hire. It's fair. It is their biggest rival. Like when it comes to proximity. It, you know, now it's it's been lopsided, but nevertheless, this is a rival, a true rival between this and Liverpool. So, yeah. Look, Carl, I, I don't necessarily agree with Benitez being ten years too late. I, th- I think the problem is he, he he had a lot of issues with players behind the scenes. Yes, but and- I believe that that is part of what I mean when I say ten years too late. I don't think he understands this generation of player and person. Uh, fair, fair point, because because he, he basically gave away Luca Dine, yep, and and didn't really replace him, and that's Luca Dine is not he's not top left back, but he's he's a pretty good left back. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this is just an old fogey that wasn't going to get along with these young guys, and that's that's what I mean. When ten years too late, on top of that, he's a defensive manager. So yeah, so yeah, it's just just the confluence events of both those things. Him being out of touch. And him being literally out of touch. Right. Two different respects. All right. Gunners. Arteta has rid himself of his inherited plague. Pierre Emmerich Obama Yang. Both Arteta and, of course, Pierre Emmerich Obama Yang are definitely partying tonight. So, Jake. Before I let Brada go off on this, here's a little context for the situation. In U.S. dollars, Aubameyang, a player you know very well because he used to play for Dortmund, Aubameyang makes 470000 American dollars per week. 470000 American dollars per week. That is half a million a week. He has been their best player for three years. Two and a half, three years, however long he's been there. He has been their best player. I don't care what Arsenal fans say about his how many cities he misses. 
he has been their best player. But there has been this true breakdown in the relationship between Arteta and Aubameyang. What do you think, before Shane goes off on this, what do you think about all this? Because Arsenal was so desperate to get the 18 months remaining on his contract off their books. They gave him to Barcelona for free. No transfer fees for free. I mean, personally, my take is this was like 18 months too late. <laughs> Bang, it should have gone a while ago. <laughs> that's a a scorcher Jay do you want to elaborate Um, I think Arsenal's been on the rebuild for a couple years now and I think he's the type of player that is at the part of his career where you'd think he wants to go win trophies and Arsenal is not a club where you're going to be winning anything at right now or for the foreseeable future so I thought, Jake, I thought is, he is that, checked out a while ago, to be honest. Is, is, the, is the FA Cup a trophy? No. I mean, we're talking, like, win trophy trophies. I mean, you're going to want to win your league or you're going to try to win. No, no, yeah. I just I just, I just asked a simple question. Is the FA Cup a trophy? I mean, it, it is. Okay, thank you. I don't think that's, I don't think that's why you go to Arsenal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just – I'm, I'm just – I'm black away, right? So I'm dealing with facts right here. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I deal in facts. I don't deal in perception. All right. So before Shane, before I ask what you think, I will say personally, I think that Arsenal has been on the rebuild since Alexis Sanchez left and since Ozil, Ozil's toes stopped working. Um, when those two <laughs> things happened, Arsenal really wanted to climb deep. But when they were at the top of their game, Arsenal was always a tough place to play. And uh, when you know when they would come to our place, they were always good. Like it was anytime those two players got the ball, I'm like, oh shit. I think so, I think you're going back to Wanger days, to Big Wang, an Big actual Wang. coach, an actual coach. Correct. Wang. I mean, since then they've been looking. Good evening. All right, Shane, what's going on with your boy? All right. So first, let me address my man Jacob. You see this whole rebuild nonsense? That rebuild nonsense is foolish narrative, all right? And let me break it down to you. A team needs two or three players to get over the line and a proper coach. Arsenal does not have that. I'll draw some references to you. They've been raving about Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Saka. Out of those three, Saka's the only one who's actually good. But compared to the youngsters Arsenal had, when they had Sami Nasri, Danielson, Cesc Fabregas, Robin Van Persie, Yabi, those were actually true ballers. And they were playing at a high level. So that's how far they've fallen off. In addition to that, Arsenal has a proper core. You have two good goalkeepers, one good centre-back in Gabriel, and an okay centre-back in Ben White. Thomas Partey is still finding his feet. And Aubameyang is a gunman. He scores goals. The problem with Aubameyang is that Arteta plays a very defensive game. Because he's so defensive, he's not creating as much chance as he's used to. Because Aubameyang has always been the striker who would miss two, two chances to score three. He needs at least three or four chances to find the back of the net. That's how he's always been. And, and he thrives in a free-flowing, open type of team. Arteta had him back at the corner flag defending. Why is your only goal threat by their defending? 
Now, this transfer is a disgrace. It's a it complete is. disgrace. And here's why it's a disgrace. Arteta is a poor manager and a poor coach. Romelu Lukaku went to did an interview. It was a stupid interview. It was ill-timed. Also, Lukaku needs to understand the media is not his friend. I had no problem with him doing the interview because he's a grown man. But to do that to your team at that point in time and everything that's going on was totally unprofessional. What does Tom Tuchel do? He had a conversation with him. He laid the law down. Then he reintegrated him to the team. The fact of the matter is Chelsea might end up selling Lukaku next year. But they're still going to get at least some value for him. Arteta, on the other hand, acts like a child. I don't know what Aubameyang did behind the scenes. And frankly, I don't care. If the coach decides he's going to move on from a player, that's a coach's decision. But there's a way to move on. You can say he's not in the team right now. But he's training well. He's doing the right things. Say the right things to the media. You're not going to throw the player on the bus. Arsenal could have gotten 25 million for Aubameyang because yep. he reduced his wages to 100k per week because he wants to play. At the end of the day, footballers want to play. He's already rich. He's played in all the leagues. He's coming to the end of his career. He wants to play those last three productive years. So Arteta basically forfeited about $30 million because of his ego. There was no reason for him to publicly drag out this Aubameyang thing and keep it going on like, like if Aubameyang did something that, that major. Xhaka threw his shirt down and threw down the captain of the band. He told the fans to fuck off. It doesn't get worse than that. And he raised about Xhaka, who is a consummate professional. It's, it's the, 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 the way Arsenal conduct business is ridiculous. Arsenal has given away Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, Aubameyang, They've cancelled Mustafa's contract. They've cancelled Kolashna's contract. They paid Ozil wages for the first six months while he was a Fenerbahce. They loaned out Maitland Niles, didn't sign a replacement. Sold Column Chambers for $2 million. Joe Basically, cancelled the contract. Joe Willett, they got $25 million. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the, the way the club does business, it's a joke. It's, a, it's, a, it's like they're running a bar. Three bears for ten dollars. <laughs> so, Shane, I have to ask you: Is this a fireable offense? Because it is. It is. It is. I saw Fabrizio Romano say, and he was like expressive about this. They literally gave him away for free. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't well, believe even Giroud. We got fifteen million. We paid fifteen million for. It. Technically, they're saving the twenty-seven million in wages. You're so right. Can... No, you are right about that. One hundred percent, you are. But at the same time, I have to look at this as you could save that, plus you could still get another twenty-five million. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so in net, you you, you could have saved fifty million dollars. Yes. In a transfer fee. Well, and this is where Jake's point comes in. If you sold them eighteen months ago, you probably could have recouped. What? Nah, nah. Jake, Jake's Jake's point is nonsense because eighteen <laughs> months ago he, he was carrying Arsenal, so he oh, was needed. Like Aubameyang carried Arsenal for three years. He yeah, but eighteen months ago, what did you do? What did you win eighteen months ago? The what FA Cup. The FA Cup, my man. Eighteen months ago. And, yes, yeah, and, yeah, they, and they beat us. They beat us. And Arsenal okay. was in the final of okay. the Europa. So after beat. that, what what and, have you done since then? What have you done since then? And what exactly that's the, and that's the exact reason why you should have sold him then because if he hasn't mixed with Arteta, Arteta's been there since 2019. So you they, can't tell me that 
You can't they tell won, me. Wait, wait, won, let me finish my point. Don't interrupt me. Let me finish my point. They won the you FA can't... Cup together. So Jane, you're Jane, Jane, let him finish. Let him finish. No, but they, they won the FA Cup together. No, I, can't, I, don't, they don't, I, don't, I don't need that. I'm good, man. You're good. Okay. Paul, next one. We got Spurs in typical Spurs fashion. The list of players they have been turned down by. I this, can't wait for this. <laughs> this window has been longer than the list of players they brought in. Start at the top. Luis Diaz, Adama Traore, Usmane Dembele, Ander Herrera, Frank Kessie, and last non-league player, Ollie Tanner, have all turned down Spurs. Did you say a player that doesn't play in a sanctioned league turned down Tottenham Hotspur? That would be correct. 19-year-old Ollie Tanner because he didn't like the personal terms on the deal. Oh, wow. It's a hell of a thing, considering he probably had no terms at the club he's currently barely employed by. <laughs> <laughs> they were, however, successful in raiding Juve's bench and signing Dejan Kulevsky and Rodrigo Betancourt. Both good players. This, those are good signings, by the way. I agree. So, Jake, let me ask you this, because... Throughout the years, certain clubs, it ebbs and flows the attractiveness of clubs. Sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're not. And right now, the Spurs are ice cold. What do you think is the reason for this? I'd say inconsistency managers. They've gone through some big names. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got Pochettino. Quit on the team. Literally. Jose Mourinho managed through a pandemic, actually got them to a final, but was fired right before the final. It makes zero sense. And then they went out and got this fucking guy that should have never been anywhere near London. He should have not been allowed in the city. He's such an average pedestrian manager that to be managing in Serie B. Nuno... Espiritu Santo in La Familia. He flamed out. Zero creativity. Bleeding gold. Then they went and hired the enemy of football, Antonio Conte. So, yeah. For me, I agree with you, Jake. Inconsistency in managers. Constantly having this second guessing from Harry Kane. I mean, at this point, is Harry Kane ever going to be able to leave? Or do you think he's just stuck? Oh, I think he's stuck. He's yeah. stuck. I mean, he he needs to leave. He needs to get the hell out of there ASAP. Yeah. What about you, brother? Spurs are going to be Spurs, man. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, all right, Paul, what do you got next? And finally, our Chelsea Blues. Lots of smoke around transfers. Lots of sniffing around good players. Jules Kunde did skip Sevilla's training session today. We are reportedly interested in signing Usmane Dembele this summer. Plenty of flirting. No big deals. However, we signed two young players. Mason Burstow 
from Charlton and Dylan Williams from Derby. Strike yeah, left Dylan back. Williams. He will be a name. Two years, he will be a name. Left wing back. So, Jake, I want to talk to you about Usman and Dembele. And I know that Brada also has uh, an opinion on this, and so do I. I think he's a wonderful player. I just think he's injury prone. So you he, you had him at BVB with Tuchel. Uh, tell me why you were eventually allowed to sell him for so much money. Well, to be completely honest, we only had him for a year, and the main reason that we sold him was because we got to take advantage of uh, the money that PSG spent towards Barca. Yeah. So. We just cashed out on that and said, yeah, he's only been here a year. Okay, peace. Um, and even when he left, though, he kind of checked out early. It was kind of, I don't know. It was, uh, he left like a teenager. Yeah, well, he was that. one. <laughs> you know, but, uh, and, he arrived, and, he, and he arrived at Barcelona like a teenager. Wasn't fit, yeah. you know, continually get hurt. So, I mean, I, I, you'd like to think that he's, he's come a long way. It's going to be really interesting, I think, as well to see these next few months, how much time he actually gets uh, with Barcelona bringing in everybody in right now. I, I don't know how much time he's even going to get until the summer. Or if yeah, Barcelona yeah. even wants to play him because they may not want him to get hurt. Do you think that Adama Traore and Memphis Depay are simply going to just take his playing time? Oh, well, well certainly. And Aubameyang's coming too, right? Yeah. Yep. No, but I mean, like, Traore, he's, he's going to play on that right side. Yeah, I just I, I I just think it was very interesting to see Dembele stay when he did. Yeah, you know it's it's one of those things. And last question I'll ask you is because the money was so obscene, obscene. for such a young player. I mean, it's like, what it was like 120 million pounds. I mean, that is that is serious wrath of God money. And do you think that the, uh, of course. Dortmund benefited from this, but do you think the move was a failure for him personally and professionally? I think it's still too early to tell because he's still so young. I mean, he, yeah. he really is. Um, he still could have an illustrious career. He's got that much talent. Yes, he does. So, Brada, you and I have spoken many times about this player. I have accused him of eating like Chad Johnson. McDonald's every day, not drinking water, constantly tearing his quads and his hamstrings and having ischemic tissue and not being professional. And now, and those are all true because I'm sorry, when you have that many injuries, you ain't drinking enough water. Uh, Now the reports are coming out after all of this, all of this where Xavi and the club, Barcelona, have told him that they will they will ostracize him and not play him the rest of the season. My first question is, is that a labor violation? And number two, if the reports are true tomorrow that they may just tear up his contract completely, does he have a case for malpractice? Yeah, 100%. And Dembele's injuries is not completely his fault. Remember when Dembele signed for Barcelona? There was a bunch of old men who were playing for Barcelona. Yeah. And and reports coming out of Barcelona said that the training sessions were like walkthroughs. Hmm. Um, what's the name of the guy who came from Ajax? De Jong? Frankie? Luke De Jong. No, Frankie. Frankie. Oh, 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 the midfielder. Right. Sorry. Correct. Sorry. Yeah, so, Frankie De Jong. Yeah. so he hired a personal trainer to do extra sessions. 
because the Barcelona training sessions weren't as intense and he was getting niggling injuries that he never had in his career before. Yeah. So I think that's part of Dembele's problem too. And Dembele is so quick. I think his mechanics probably need working on. But I I blame the club in those things because I think they made him play hurt and I think he never, excuse me, I don't think he ever recovered from the first injury which caused all these other niggling injuries. Yeah. Because every time he's out, we rush him back, he has an amazing game and then he's out again for three months. Hmm. So, So there's clearly something going on medical staff there. But the good thing is he's 24, and having having all those injuries, I think he understands what he needs to do to salvage his career. So his next move, he's definitely going to excel if he can stay healthy. Yeah, it's just... I think it may have been a, a case of too much too soon, and I, I, I am going to say he probably acted 19-20-21 uh, during the course of a lot of his... I think 19, 2019, he... He barely played five or six games. Um, And I don't think that he had stretching or yoga or an intense amount of hydration as part of his daily repertoire, which I think now he, I mean, I'm sure that he's been told enough times where that like he, it's got to be part of his routine now, but it's not like the guy is stupid. If, If you read his statement, which I do think he wrote himself, uh, this is not an idiot. This is not a stupid person. But I also do feel like he was transferred to Barcelona when he was 19 years old. I mean, if if you give me that money at 19, I'm going to act a fool. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's on like, what, 220 a week? Yeah. yeah. But, but, but we, we also got to stop um, giving Barcelona the benefit of the doubt. I'm not, I'm not giving because... the benefit of the doubt. Because they, they made they made several players take pay cuts this year, and then they're trying to sign Holland, right? They yep. they they made Umtiti take a pick, and then he's gonna go out on loan. So it's like, I, I don't care what your wage bill are. You gave me the contract. I'm not taking a pay cut to help you out. You figure it out. Get some new sponsors or something. The minute Dembele doesn't want to sign, he's the worst player. Ever. But before that, the president was saying he's better than Mbappe. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I was, I'm asking you, I'm asking Paul, I'm asking Jacob, I'm asking anyone that wants to fucking answer. Is, is this a case of, um, well, it's not, it, yeah, I guess it would be defamation. But, but I think. Th- defamation, but uh, a labor issue and a contract violation. And, and I think that's why he didn't leave. I think that's why he didn't leave. Because, because of all, all what's going on. Because well, you think he wants to sue them? No, I think I think he felt disrespected, and I think it's a breach of his contract. Because you can't say if he's not going to say he needs to leave, he needs to leave in January. Well, no, I, I think uh, the Barcelona was warned from the laborers' union. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were they were warned. So. I mean, they can, you know, puff their chest and talk a big game as much as they want, but at the end of the day, they're going to have to let them go on a free, which this whole situation comes down to, is a team going to pay to to get Dembele out of there and, you know, get his services? And it, And nobody was willing to do that because Barcelona – was trying to leverage him into a deal to get another player or to get um, 
Obama Yang's contract to be covered. You know, they were they were not really negotiating in earnest. So I don't blame anybody for saying, all right, let's see you guys get out of this one. We'll take Dembele on a free. And um, if we have to pay his, his you know, 200,000 in wages, that's fine because we're not, we're saving on the transfer fee anyway. Yeah. Correct. Well, again, this could all be moot tomorrow if they do terminate his contract, which by the way, I think that he will be, I think that he will be demanding that they do because I think that he wants to come to Chelsea. I think, I think the only benefit to them terminating the contract is they could like defer the payment. So it wouldn't count against actual wages. I, so I was reading up on this and if a, if a club terminates the contract, I don't think it terminates the wages. And I'm yes, actually no. not joking. I'm not joking. No, no, no. It it doesn't terminate the wages, right? But yeah. it moves it, it moves it from that line to like got a different. Got it. Line. Got it. So it's like um, like if you lose your job here, yeah, and you get severance, so it moves to a severance line. Gotcha. So it's not wage uh... bill. It would be like in a special category. So yeah. that's so they're paying it, but it just wouldn't be considered on the books. Exactly. So ineligible for fair financial fair play scrutiny. Correct. It's, it's like the Lakers still playing Luau Deng. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, you know, it's just a buyout. Um, all right, Paul. So I want to talk about this final one. And I'll first, I'll first ask JB this. But because this actually does have ramifications throughout all the leagues. And that is Kylian Mbappe. So it was reported by multiple publications he is going to Real Madrid, and he has signed a pre-contract agreement to join them for no money in June. Jake, what do you think is going to happen when this does happen? Because I actually do trust that it's already happened. In fact, I think it was negotiated last summer. What do you think is going to happen when this happens? Yeah, what well, do you think? What do you think of the? What's the fallout of this? Oh, man. Fallout of it? I mean, I think it's the, the domino that really soccer has been waiting for. The soccer world has been waiting for for a while now. Yeah. On where is Mbappe going to end up? And then what falls after that? Um, he's kind of been the it guy. And everyone knowing that he really isn't going to stay at PSG his entire career. Um. And him still being early in his career, I mean, I, I think he really shapes a lot of what soccer is going to do over the next, you know, five, ten years and where he's playing just because of how talented he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, would would you see this having an effect on your Zeus of a striker, Erling Holland? Uh no, I think they're completely different players, and it wouldn't even surprise me if they ended up on the same team somehow. No, that's what I mean. Is that do you think this affects where he goes? Uh, I mean, it could make Madrid even more, even more interesting, more that he would want to go to. To be honest, yeah. I mean, those two on a team together, whoo! Oh, yeah, that's two of the best players in the world. I mean, let's be real; <laughs> probably are the two best players in the world, along with Salah. At least for their age group, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but Big Ben's also is up there. Um, Paul, what do you think? Uh, it's going to be interesting. And in my view, I'm interested to see what PSG do because when yeah. they lose Mbappe, they're surely going to be trying to save face and you know make up that money and advertising and jerseys and everything. So. I'm honestly, Usmane Dembele, he would make a lot of sense there in Paris. Um, But we'll see. It might open the door a little bit more for Messi to have more of that team run through him. So it's going to be interesting. I also don't – I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Maurizio Neckbeard Pochettino is moving on too. So that – I mean, PSG could be a super interesting place, uh, especially if they get Zinedine Zidane to come. Yeah. I mean, but again, like, if Mbappe leaves, I don't know. I don't know if that job is quite as enticing. It's definitely one of the best jobs in the world, but you're going to have to beat that Madrid team that has Mbappe and maybe Holland. So it's it's going to be a, a interesting day, and there's going to be a lot of movement going on. Yeah, you know who I think is going to replace Mbappe? Kingsley Coleman from uh, uh, Bayern. From Bayern he, he, he he just signed a new contract though until like oh 20- he did oh he did yeah, he did. Okay. yeah. Then I that yeah I didn't know that he just what was this how recent uh like a week or two ago oh well fuck me huh. Uh, what, what do you think about all yeah. this, Shane? What, what are the repercussions within the uh, soccer world? I, I think it would have positive repercussions. Um, Mbappe is a talent, a huge talent, and the yeah. best player should play in the best leagues. And frankly speaking, France is not a good league. It's not. Uh, and he, That's why I don't think if, it's that good of a job. Right. And, and, and in addition to that, if you look at Mbappe, he's a good player, but his finishing has a lot of work to be done. He, he misses a lot of wide open, easy chances that if he was a bit more lethal, he could be the second coming of R9. So I think going to a team like Madrid and playing a league in Spain that's a lot more technical than France, it would allow him to develop and become one of the best players in the world. Because even though people said he is right now, he's on the cusp, but he's just he just doesn't have the it factor. S- similar to when Neymar went to Barcelona. Him playing in Barcelona, it showed that he could play at that level. He only played there for a few years, but it showed he could play at that high level, and he was good enough. Oh, I think that's when he was at his best. Oh, yeah, 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 he should have never left. Oh, no, I don't think he's been nearly as good for PSG as he was for Barcelona. No way. It's not, not even close. Can, uh, Kingsley Coleman signed up till 2027. That is a long-ass contract. Oh, I don't know about that one. I don't know if he's going to like that. <laughs> year three or four, he's going to be asking to leave. Well, you know what, neighbor? There's only so many times he could beat Schalke 5 0. Hey, Neymar hasn't been as good uh, for PSG because I don't think he still hasn't played in more than 20 league games since he's been there in a yeah, year. He, he, takes, he takes those six weeks off to go and celebrate his sister's birthday every spring, <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> And misses three Champions League games, crucial ones. <laughs> Guy is just a, a just a joke. Um, no, I mean, 
the way I would see it now that Kingsley Coleman is obviously out the table. Yeah, I mean, I would see them going for Masala. I mean, that, that's that's what I uh, that's what I think that they they will try it. So. Yeah, that would also make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, this Luis Diaz guy with big ass ears and a squishy face, he's good. <laughs> he's not he's not that good. We played against him plenty of times in the last couple of years. I, you know, I he's he's all right. I, I don't think that I don't think that he is the exact player that Liverpool fans are hoping. Because again, you always have to take. And I want to end on this because I want to get your final thoughts on this. But with all of these acquisitions, all these players not just leaving one team to another, but oftentimes leaving countries to another country, you always have to take into consideration the competition that they're playing against, and. It has shown more in the last couple of years than I think in a long time that when you come from another country to England, it feels almost like a different sport. I feel like a lot of players think they can play in the Premier League until they actually get here and realize it is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Now, not, I'm not saying that they play the best soccer all the time. I'm saying it's the most demanding atmosphere, and it's the most physical, fast, and uh, intense form of the game. Shane, what do you think? I, I would have to agree. And on top of that, the weather is not pleasing, Sucks. and the food is horrible. So Yeah, both those things are totally true. Jake, what do you think, man? I mean, is this as a guy that is a fan of the Bundesliga, and I'm not disparaging the league, I'm just saying that it, <coughs> England is just, it's just different. Oh, most certainly. It's uh, definitely the deepest. Um, it's week in and week out. It's going to be the most grueling. Um, I think one of the things that you kind of just deal with with with, uh, with England and right is the fact that it's religion. It's the fact that, you know, people are so tied to the clubs that they're, you know, they're in their ninth, tenth division, you know, playing in those leagues for their club. Um, I mean, there's just, a, there's just a different level towards it, right? I think one of the things that when you, what they do have an advantage of and some of those other European, you know, soccer team leagues, um, what they've got an advantage of is strictly to be honest, is travel, right? Um, when you're playing in a league, you don't have to really travel very far around England to go to your games. Um, players that come to the MLS are like, Holy shit, what am I doing here? Because they got to fly across the country half the fucking year. Yeah. Right. And then go up to Canada and then all the way down to, to New and then up to New York and then all the way down to LA. And it's like, holy shit, that's like flying, you know, every one of your games is essentially like you're playing in Euros, right? So um, you know, I think I, I just bring that to bring a little bit of perspective on what some of the nice aspects of that. But um yeah. I do think ultimately, yes, it is it's the toughest league and um, you know, it's it's one that players that's not built for everybody, right? I mean, there's probably a reason why we haven't seen Messi come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he would he would have a tough time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting, Jake. I mean, you, you think about the MLS, right? MLS is March, mid March through essentially October. They don't play during the winter, and in England they do. And that, I mean, shit, bro. That that wet night in Stoke, idiom. It's real, and uh, that game always sucks. So yeah, I mean, when these guys, when they're 
used to living in Catalonia, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they got to travel up to Newcastle. It's it's not great. Um, by the way, Paul, Newcastle spent 115 million in January. How about that? Newcastle spent 113. 113 USD in January. They they uh, actually impressed me with who they got. Yeah, the center back from Brighton, Dan Byrne. Oh, that Jack Lukaku. Yeah, good player. All all the guys they got, they solid players that weren't overpriced. They were they were kind of undervalued diamonds in the rough, undervalued by the market, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, they may actually make Eddie Howe look like a decent manager when he's not. <laughs> Agreed. Manager in football, most overrated manager in football. Uh, all right, any last thoughts from any of y'all, nincompoops? Any last uh, things you think would happen but didn't happen? I personally thought we were going to get Dembele, but fingers crossed we may actually get them tomorrow. Paul, how about you? Um, I'm still hoping Jules Kounde, we got that deal done and he's coming in the summer and the deal's already done. Yep. Shane, what do you want done? <laughs> I need a new coach. Arteta out. Hey! Who do you want? Two. Patrick Vieira. It's never going to happen. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, why would he leave? He's got a better team than Arsenal. <laughs> that was a better team. You think, you think, you think man for man, Palace has better players than Arsenal? Connor Gallagher. Arsenal does not have Connor Gallagher. Uh, all right, cool. Thank <laughs> 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 you, bud. <laughs> um, for me right now, I uh, really not, not a whole lot out of this transfer window. Um, I think the big thing for at least for Bruce Dortmund is that they pretty much told Holland that he needs to make up his mind as if like this summer is the time. So. Um, I think he, I think they've pretty much told him that this window, like you have to tell us where you want to go. Um, and next window, it's going to be taken care of. So I think, um, I think it, it made sense that we didn't see Holland moved. Um, but I, or anyone really for BVB in that essence, but, um, I do, I'm almost hundred percent sure Holland's going this summer. And if Holland doesn't go this summer, he's going to be there a while. I totally agree with you on that. If he doesn't move, he's going to sign a long-term deal. Yep. Which is in everybody's favor because that sixty-five million buyout is an absolute steal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they if they re-sign him, that buyout two hundred. Yeah. Triple at least. Yeah. Because I mean, he's about to become the world's best player. Um, that's and if enough. if if he doesn't know where he oh. wants to go, if he doesn't know where he wants to go, he might as well sign one. Sign a Why little bumper. Why would he go to Real Madrid? When currently the best striker in the world plays at Real Madrid. Yeah. Why would Holland is not Benzema yet. No one is right now. Why would he go to Barcelona right now? I wouldn't. Plus, they can't afford him. He's going to want a million dollars a week. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, I, I know you're not. <laughs> they paid They paid Messi $3.2 million a week. But now they can't afford... Cup holders, you know he's gonna want a million a week, bro. So, 
Yeah. My last my last thing I'm gonna say is I sure hope we don't see him end up at PSG. Oh boy. Hey, well, see, you would have thought it would be Man City, but dude, Man City just went out and got an incredibly good player from Argentina that that they scouted and they paid 17 million pounds for. And this fucking guy is great. He is so, he's just screamed Manchester City false nine. This guy is awesome. It's exactly what they want. And so you would, I thought that he would go to Man City, but I that I don't think they're gonna do that. Anymore. Julian that Alvarez. Yeah, Julian Alvarez from Liverpool. River Plate. Uh yeah, PSG, God help me. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, fellas. It's been the London's Calling Podcast, and uh we'll see you later.